Got two niggas spoiling movies. Yeah. Brand new columns. That's me. And just in brown for your moving needs. Media popcorn. Woo! You haven't seen it? Well, we're gonna spoil it. Spoil it in your face. That's your warning. Uh. So if you get pissed, it's all your fault. Uh. Woo -hoo. Guys, this is medium popcorn niggas spoiling. That's movies. right. That's right. I am Justin Brown. And I am Eddie Collins. And we are reviewing Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem. Fuck yeah. And I got to say one thing. These niggas was not playing games when they were fighting. Bro. After the first fight, they were like, wait a second. We we're can good. actually whoop ass. Yeah. <laughs> we're good at this. They went ham on niggas. Yo, the reason why I play that is like obviously like can never go wrong with Blackstreet. But the mm. fact that they did it where they're taking down like these fucking drug organizations, these criminal yeah. organizations, and like you get the montage of the different groups and like it was just so it was just they did some things with this movie that I never imagined. Like, I wouldn't have thought this. As a huge Turtles fan, I would have never thought to do a story like this. Yeah. And when they did it, and then they did it, they were fighting against no dignity. I was like, yo. And then they had the 360 camera when they were, like, sh shifting the different, like, backgrounds. And, and I was like, man, I, I love this movie. I was like, Bro, I couldn't wait for you to see it, especially when you said you were going to take Jackson. I was like, I can't wait to hear your review because so, you're going to so, love this uh, you know, the cool thing about it is like, uh, so I took Jackson to go watch uh, this film uh, with me. Yeah. And this is the first time he saw a movie in the movie theaters. Oh, okay. and, and, uh, but the crazy thing is, is like the first movie that I saw in the movie theaters was the 1990s wow. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie. So like, wow, it really is full circle. Wow. Yeah. So a hundred percent full circle. And so like, I, um, you know, so like the morning of, I'm just like, Hey Jackson, you want to go to the movies today? He's just like, uh, you know, maybe another day, maybe Saturday or whatever. I'm just like this motherfucker. I'm just like, no, Jackson, we're going to watch. Man. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just, yeah, I'm just like, I'm like, Hey, you know, let's, we're yeah. going to go see Ninja Turtles. He's like, no, I don't want to watch Ninja Turtles. I want to watch trash truck. I'm like, Jackson, no, no. <laughs> the Ninja Turtles movies. You've been seeing the commercials for it. Yeah. And he's just like, uh, I don't know. Maybe another day. And I'm just like, Jackson, look. So I showed him the, the trailer for it. And he's like, Oh, that looks cool. And yet, so he, then he yeah, got really excited yeah. about it. And I'm just like, I'm like, Oh, so you want to go see this today? He's like, I mean, if you want to, I'm just like, why won't this kid give me anything? But then I said to him, <laughs> it's like, so Jackson is like, I actually, when I was a kid, the first movie that I ever saw was Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles is like, so, and that was my first time going to see a, a movie in the movie theater. Yeah. And your first movie is going to be Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles as well. And like, he looked at me and his eyes were wide. And it was like, it's almost like seeing him process the fact that it's like, wait a second, this thing has been around for that long to yeah. when my dad was a kid and his cell is now here when I'm a kid. And it's like, and that was the thing that it, it seemed like he connected with, which is weird because, you know, Jack is only four years old. Yeah. It's like it's like oh so this is important to you as much as it would be cool for me, and then like when we go to the movie theaters like you know we picked him up from daycare you know a little earlier actually I had Paula pick him up and I left work you know maybe like you know like twenty minutes early to get to the you know they get to the movie theater yeah. and um, we're just like. You know, wait, you know, waiting because it's like one of those old schools, like they have the awning out, oh, it's like okay. the doors open yeah. only like 20 minutes before. I'm like, hey, Jack, do you want to go get pizza before the movie? He's like, no, I want to eat popcorn. So then we walk in. It's like, so it's like the whole experience. He experienced yeah. this whole thing for the first time. And like, just to see how excited he was. And like, there was not many people in the theater. Okay. It was me and just, you know, a mom with their son, probably maybe six or something like that. 
And so like we had pretty much this entire theater to ourselves. And like both of the kids are kind of like, you know, there are points you're like, oh, that's really cool. And kind of talking, you know, during a movie. But like, it just felt like such a special experience to have, you know, for a young kid. And like, that's he, you know, it's, you know, really experiencing the turtles for the first time. And then after that, uh, the next day we were going to a birthday party. And like, so we were in Target, you know, buying a quick gift or whatever. And he saw the Ninja Turtles booth and he was just like, and he sort of, he, he's, his favorite character is Leonardo. He, okay. He's a Leonardo yeah, kid. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, that, you know, that's the best, you know, that's favorite character is Raphael. And it's like, which is also Jackson's middle name. Mm. And he's just like, he's just like, I want a Leonardo. So he like picked up, you know, Leonardo character. And now he's, he's sleeping with it uh, every night. So it's like, like that, that whole aspect of it is just really fucking cool for me. Yeah, man. I mean, I I thought about it for a few days after I saw it, and I was like, "That's that's the best Turtles movie." Yeah, that's the best turtle because you know I got a little emotional, and like y'all can call me soft or whatever the fuck, but I never thought about how lonely it must be for these carrot like these turtles. You know what yeah. I mean? And like the first ten minutes is about them like being sad and lonely, and like they're teenagers, and like we want to like see we want to be amongst the people like they they are supposed to go for a grocery run to get gogurt and like you know you get like immediately you get their personalities and they sound like kids which is great like yeah you know and then they they sneak to go see a, a movie in a park and they're showing ferris bueller and they're like oh yeah when you're a teenager you could just like steal like uh you can still like um part uh not part uh what are the the things that you go on the parades Oh, uh, a party or oh, a float. Yeah, float or whatever. Float. Yeah, yeah. And it's just like, it was just funny, like, seeing them watch that. And then, you know, you also see them, like, long, like they're looking at, like, people in relationships and, like, people, like, young kids having fun. And they're like, oh, like, we can't. And then they're going yeah, back home. And they're like, people are like, talking. They're, they're really just, like, looking, like, they're yeah. just down over the fact that it's just like, you know, that's a world. Well, it's also because Master Splinter. Uh, he tried to take him into the real world and they had a traumatic experience because yeah so he's just like hey those out, yeah. pe- they're trying to kill you out there yeah like like they'll kill you they're not going to understand you they'll try to milk you which is hilarious <laughs> like, and, and it does come yeah like like what are you talking about um which also is like the milking just the term milking i was just like <laughs> yeah i mean <laughs> also they had to put that up their butts right or Those they tubes? were taking their, their no, or they were taking their turtle milk, if you know what I mean. Oh God, okay. Looking up to the dicks. Actually, I wasn't no, trying to think prob- too much about it. No, that they were they were stealing their blood, most yeah, likely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, and then like you know they're walking under the subway and people are like chatting and stuff and they're like hiding under and it's just like oh like, I never I never thought about that because like, they're always like they've always been played so adult like even though they're supposed to be teenagers. That you just yeah. never considered that. And then so to hear, like, you know, Michelangelo and Donatello especially sound really young, right? Yeah. Raphael, <laughs> Raphael was fucking crazy in this. Missing <laughs> that one tooth. And then the way, I love violence. <laughs> bro, what, I like, because I love that they, they kept that out of the trailer. That, like, after he does, like, I, I've been, I dream about fighting every night. <laughs> and then the trailer they have, like, Donatello's like, it's like, you got a rage problem. And then Michelangelo's like, oh, snap. This nigga slips and falls and immediately fucks up everything. Gets his uh, <laughs> sigh into Donatello's leg and shit. Like, yeah, yeah. But then they're able to like fight this gang, uh, this uh, bike gang, all because they stole April O'Neil's um, motorbike. And Leonardo's like, we gotta help the beautiful young yeah. woman. Uh, yeah, because Leonardo's got a heart on. <laughs> yeah, that was that was fun. And then you know, Master Splinter is played by Jackie Chan. <laughs> this, Wild. This nigga, and I was like, why does he look like the dude from Big Lebowski? And apparently that was actually the inspiration for the character, which is wild. Hilarious. Hilarious. Um, and I love, like, he gave the backstory and stuff like that. And he's like, you know, and, like, I got, like, you know, we got this ooze. And then I, I became your father, even though I was, like, this lonely street rat that no one he's liked. Like, I was, like, 20-something years old. And then all of a sudden I'm, I'm, I aged immediately. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, if you think about it, it all makes perfect sense. <laughs> it's like, and, uh, and it was just, like, cute, like, seeing, like, you know, them, like, take to him as a father figure and stuff and then he like sees those youtube videos and like he gets a hold of like a dvd to learn karate but also it was it was cute seeing how they all like so in theory they all know how to use each other's weapons which i think would be cool to come into play in the sequel yeah because they all train with different weapons like they all train with like the same weapons and then they started getting individual weapons and well so 
I mean, uh, if you know the, the turtles, do, they can use all the yeah. weapons. Yeah. But it's just like this is like their favorite one. Exactly. I yeah. mean, but the, the, you know, if you're a martial artist, you should be able to use all the, yeah. the, the different things. Yeah, it just seemed like because uh, like when they're younger, when they're training, I think it was a uh, Donatello that broke Michelangelo's stick in half, and then he started swinging them like the nunchucks. Yeah. And I was like, oh, okay, like that's cute. If that's that's how they discover, like, oh, this is my skill set. As yeah. Like a well, well, because also the skill set is going to have to match. So Raphael, because he's a he's a big guy, he's a brawler, yeah, and he could get in close. That's why he has the size. Yeah, I mean, when he goes into that furniture store, he just charges niggas. <laughs> like he just he doesn't even fight really. He just. But the but the crazy thing is though, if you like, that's a direct from like, um, fucking uh, Turtles in Time. Mm. Because they used to do that shoulder. Oh, uh, in the rush. game, yeah, like that whole yeah. fight scene was like all homages to the video games. I loved it. Yeah, like the way they like, just filmed like the pan shot. I was like, this is mm-hmm. just like the game. Yeah, like like that was just it was just dope. Like, uh like was, th- there's so many cool things about this, and like the little nuances that they put in that yeah. you know, if you're a fan of the mm-hmm. of the turtles, that you're like you're gonna get, and it's just gonna be so it's extra exciting for you. Yeah, I think they did a really good job, like bridging the gap between the different generations of fans of this. Like, I yeah. think they did a really good job appealing to us with like the, the nineties throwback music, um, the, the Easter eggs to the old movies and stuff like that in the video games. And then after seeing the, the, the new cartoon on Netflix, I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, so they have some of that sensibility in this too. So it's like, yeah. And I think also the young actors, cause they, I guess they recorded all together. I think that that helped a lot too, keeping it like authentically young still. Because, you know, it was written by, like, Evan Goldberg, Seth Rogen, and, like, uh, Jeff Rowe, who also did Mitchells vs. Machines, which when Mm -hmm. I saw his name attached, I was like, I think we're going to be in good hands. Because Mitchells vs. Machines is fantastic. If you haven't seen it, folks, it's on Netflix. It's one of the best animated movies, I'd say, the past 10 years. Um, And, like, I was really, I was like, okay, this should be good. I mean, we open with, like, we don't even get to the Turtles, I would say, until maybe seven minutes in because we have the whole backstory with, uh, with Baxter Baxter Stockman, Stockman. which is interesting that they didn't make him the super fly, that that's a whole separate character. Yeah. Which I was like, Oh, so you just got Juan Carlos Esposito just for, for this quick thing. Okay, cool. Well, also Baxter Stockman is dead. Yeah. That was wild. I didn't expect that to happen. Yeah. And then the super fly was fucking people up because he's a mutant. Like he's already mutated and shit. Um, yeah, I think they did a really good job setting up the Superfly's motive real early, because you're like, okay, yeah. so he's trying to avenge his father, quote unquote, right? Mm-hmm. And like, you know, make a home for the mutants, and because they're all like, think of thought of as freaks and stuff like that. And so it like, and it gave the emotional art to what the turtles wanted. I was yep. like, okay, I see where this is going. It's very predictable, but at the same time, the voice acting and the animation made it appealing. Like, yeah. I don't think it needed to be deeper than it was because like I said, for me as a long time uh, fan, I never considered just again, how lonely they would be. Yeah. So when I, they I mean, like April, like it made perfect sense as to why they'd be eager to work with her and then like start doing like, you know, try to be heroes. So then people would like, would like them. Uh, well, and it will, I guess it's also because they are zeroing in on the fact that they are teenagers and, you know, they're so young mm-hmm. and they're playing off of that aspect because they're supposed to be like 15 years old. Uh, if that's the case there, I thought that it was perfect, mm-hmm. but at the same time, this is something that has been touched uh, uh, on in uh, like even the original uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles mm-hmm. uh, series, yeah. because there is a, a, a point where they, 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 they got this um, uh, serum that would turn them human for a certain amount of time. Okay. And uh, Michelangelo is like, keeps on using it because, and he starts like hanging out with humans and whatnot because he, you know, he's seriously, you know, because he, because of the loneliness aspect, he wants to be a part of something about a part of the human world. But it just so happens that like, this uh, serum was actually created by Shredder in them as a way to, you know, get rid of it. Because if you use it too many times, you will actually turn into a human. Got it. So, but then like, you know, it was like, oh, and he was, they were trying to get him into a gang or some shit like that. Mm. And it was like, oh, but, you know, he had, uh, in the human Michelangelo had to fight some guy. And then like, then like he, then he basically turns into a turtle and beats the shit out of this guy. But nobody sees it because he's, you know, back and singing, then he it hits himself with the music, or he drinks a you know whatever serum again. And he goes back to being a mutant. Yeah, yeah. so it's like it, it is a homage 
to the original series as well. Mm-hmm. Got it. It's wild that I actually remember that episode. Yeah, yeah, it's you know, <laughs> thirty years, forty years later, almost. One thing too is like I'm a longtime Leonardo fan, right? I love Leonardo. He's always been my favorite turtle. But this is the first time when I was like, I actually kind of like them all equally. Like this actually mm. gave Donatello like some good character beats and stuff like that. Like I was like, wow, like this, like when they're where they're all getting milked. And Donatello's like sad, and they're like, they're like, we'll we'll sing we'll sing butter for you, man. And then they try to sing that BTS song, and he's like, they, they you don't they, even know the words. <laughs> you don't even know the words. Like, he's just like, I give up. Um, <laughs> but yeah, man, I I love the animation too because the animation was like, it was interesting because it felt kind of like rough in a way. Yeah, like it was like smooth. It was like very urban, but also there's like some rough edges and shit. And like, well, you know what it is. I think what they're playing off of was uh for one the grittiness of new york yes yeah and then also the grittiness of the first uh turtles the the, uh, turtles comic books and things like that because they were in all in black and white you didn't Mm. you know the color and everything like that was added later on when the cartoon came out so and and so and the turtles were actually extremely dark because i believe in the first ninja turtles like the like in the turtles movie that that uh when they fight shredder it happens on a roof in the comics and i and that's the first that's the first issue of the teenage mutant ninja turtles but the way that ends is like they're fighting shredder and shredder ain't no bitch and he's whooping that ass and then they're just like hey guys we're ninjas revert to the shadows and then they jump into the shadows and then they just throw a ton of ninja stars out and they cut that nigga down oh shit okay yeah, yeah, it, it gives. They, yeah, they they I, play no game for him. <laughs> I mean, I'm I, spoiler everybody. Uh, that's what we do on this show. Um, when they do the teaser shredder, which I knew was coming, right? Of course. Um, the fact that they're in high school still, dude, they could do some really cool visual shit with shredder going to that school and fucking shit up to try to get them. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, and then it's also it's just like, then they, you know, I, I have a feeling it was gonna be like, oh yeah, you got your cake, and now you're a part of you know, all of this, you know, going on like this world, but then you realize that who you are makes you dangerous for the world. Mm. So you can't be a part of it uh, in the way that you want to, uh, because now you're a target and you're putting everybody around you at risk. And so then they're going to have to deal with that and then become have to, I, I I'm guessing have to become heroes due to the fact that it's just like, you know, we're going to have to learn to sacrifice. Yeah. Which is, you know, a, a, another just like really cool take on uh, on it. But you know, we don't know that if that how, that's how the script's going to go. But I am at that's my take of what they should do. Yeah, it could be interesting. I mean, according to UVR producers' research, Shredder was originally in the film, but was written out because writer Jeff Rowe wanted the film's villain to be a mutant that shared empathy with the Turtles and who could easily tempt or corrupt them. And that's obviously played by Ice Cube, crazy ass. Uh, yep. Tucker Cube over here who played mm-hmm. uh, the voice of Superfly. Fucking Hotep Cube. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, it, it's, it's annoying though because he was funny in that role. Especially with the one mutant that was singing that. Uh, ah, yeah. He's like, stop with that shit. <laughs> uh, the fucking Stingray dude. I forgot. Um, <laughs> so which, uh, uh, you, you, what was that movie? That was Post Malone. Yeah. What was that guy's fucking name? I forgot what the uh, characters the the creature's name yeah, is. Yeah, that's but that's what I'm looking for. That's what I'm looking yo, for. Yo, that shit was so wild. <laughs> it was like I was like, oh wait, they're getting weird. And they also went really gross too. Which I like I thought was funny. Like and shout out to Ao uh Adirby. Um I, I butchered her name, but she's on the bear. Uh she's gonna be in that movie go- bottoms coming up soon. Uh she was uh, a voice in Spider-Verse. She's been killing it, man. And she's also on Big Mouth. She fucking killed it as April O'Neil. Like, yeah. so funny, so charming. And then the whole, like, they call you know, the, the, the lockers and they called her Puke Girl. And they were like, why they call you Puke Girl? And then they had the flashback of why she's not on camera. Yo, Hilarious. and then they played that, uh, <laughs> build the rain on your skin. <laughs> I was like, Yo. <laughs> uh, so, um, uh, Post Malone played uh, Ray Filet. Okay. Yeah, yeah there's a lot of I was weird... like, I I had that character. Oh, okay. I had the toy for that. I had the character. Yeah, I had the toy villains, for pretty much right? most of yeah for most of these characters. Yeah. So like, then the other part of it is what I'm seeing is like, if the the turtles are going to school, but the rest of the mutants aren't. So is that what the resentment? Yeah, is that is that why they is that how they become uh, villains? 
because then yeah. Shredder turns that uh, turns them. It's like that, there, there's gonna be a lot of interesting stuff. Yeah, there's it was interesting seeing Bebop and Rocksteady be like kind of allies towards the end yeah. because then you're like, okay, is there a villainous turn or what? What happens there? By the way, the Superfly entrance when they're doing the we're doing the exchange and they blast mm-hmm. that that boombox with a fucking um, Silk Sonic. Yeah, <laughs> he comes. I was like, I was like, man, they just knew what they wanted to do. Like they they clearly had a vision. And they're just yeah. like, we're just going to do this and hope that people like it. Like, yeah. But, because you know, but that's the thing is like, it fit, this really felt like um, a passion piece. Mm, yeah. Because, like, you you have to love this property to do this in the way that they did it. Yes, and, absolutely. like, I really felt it. And, like, like that's why I love it. I, I loved it so much because, like, it, I felt like the writer uh, also shared There's the passion I have for these. Yes. Yeah. Well, yeah, the writers, sorry. Um, they share the same passion that I have for this property for, you know, well, it's funny because like I was talking to Paula and after watching them, I was like, you know, I was thinking, you know, cause you know, I'm turning 40 next year and I'm thinking it's like, you know what? Like I want to have like a theme birthday party. And I was like, I may have a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles birthday party because the turtles, the turtles turn 40 oh nice yeah, they, uh, yeah. Uh, so it's the 40th anniversary of the turtles as well as me at the same time it's like that'd be awesome she's like well why would you do that so what are people gonna become dressed as like you come dressed turtle. as a turtle you can wear a mask you could be any Rowan character Hill. yeah yeah like you could be anybody yep. and, you know but it's just like yeah okay for the kids i'm like no this is an adult party mm-hmm. and it's like we're gonna have a drink it'll be fucking green it'll be the ooze drink like let's, let's fucking go. No double spring vodka in that motherfucker, please. <laughs> you fucking psycho. Um, but yeah, I mean, yeah, you're right. There, this this was a labor of love in this movie. Like, yeah, between the animation, the writing, the the voice acting. Like, I I was smiling ear to ear this whole movie. Like, even with like the crazy um, guy who worked for the technology company who got scratched up by Superfly at the beginning. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And he's like trying to hunt them down and stuff like that. Like. That whole like that was a good villain that like you know ha- we haven't fully wrapped that up yet. And then the mysterious. Yeah, at first, I thought they were like, oh, "Wait, is that supposed to be Shredder?" Oh, okay. I didn't. I, didn't I think thought that. that. I, I I didn't. At first, I was like, "Wait, is that supposed to be Shredder?" I'm just like, "No, nah, it can't be." Because then you once we saw him later on, I'm like, okay, they're not going that route. No, I mean, there's that mysterious woman Cynthia Ertrum who, since she is saying we need to get the Shredder, which means that they're hiring Shredder probably as like yeah. some kind of like mercenary. That means I wouldn't be surprised if her boss is Krang. Because mm, Krang okay. has always like been the big bad, even when like Splinters, I mean Shredder's involved. And so yeah. I can see like that being a thing. Or like the, also, the person who is Krang. And I don't, I don't know how they would do Krang in this world, right? Yeah. It could be a human that then becomes mutated. It could be an alien force. Like they can play around with it or whatever. But yeah. So like with all the different series, I've seen a, a lot of different depictions of what Krang is exactly, and, yeah. and whatnot. Um, but like, I like the one where basically Krang is its own thing. And like, I think it would be cool that Krang is part of TCRI and whatnot. And Shredder is someone that they hired out who becomes a overall bigger problem that mm. they now have to deal with. And like shreddering, like Krang is a is a villain. Shredder in the foot is a whole nother villain. Sometime like they were working together, but then there's just like they're also fighting against each other. Yeah. And so it's a power vacuum that the turtles are some are caught in the middle of. I love that aspect, and I would hope that I hope that they kind of keep that because that it does add a whole nother level to it and a level of danger uh, for for the turtles that they have to deal with. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting. Like, they can go. I mean, I know they're making a spinoff series and then a sequel. So they have a few things in play, which makes sense because you want to continue the story. You could do little fun, you know, things like that building up to the sequel, which I think is smart, especially if they keep with this animation style and the comedy sensibility. I think there's a lot of way, there's, there's a lot of ways that you can keep everything intertwined. Yeah. And different mediums and be successful. I think, you know, especially like continuing to hook that young crowd. And keep their uh, keep their interest while then you build up for the next cinematic adventure and stuff, right? Honestly, uh, so it's funny because I was it, I didn't know about the series, um, but I was hoping that they did make a series because I was like, 
I these this iteration of the turtles, the way that they built it, I think is actually going to be really good and really fun for kids. Um, And I would love to see they're in high school clubs like Donatello's in the computer club. Raphael's in wrestling. Yeah. (laughs) Michelangelo does the the improv class. What did he say? Like, um, we don't have Nikes, but we have Crikey's. Yeah, like yeah, because he's an Australian he's guy. <laughs> like the other person in private with him is just like, sure, you're Australian. Like, yeah, okay. like that's wild. Uh, and Leonardo is is working with, with the April. news thing. Yeah, yeah with April. Um, but he's like, so horny. He's so yeah, he horny. Is. <laughs> but like, I think like if they go with the series and then like they have these movies which are like events, mm. you know, big over events, which like some of the other series did, which like the 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 movie that we did, which. Uh, which I thought was was cool. I started watching a little bit of the series, but like I wasn't really into the series that much because I'm not the characterization of the turtles was a little bit weird for me. Yeah, uh, because like Leonardo was just like the biggest asshole on the face of yeah, the earth. I really don't like the way Ben Schwartz plays him. It's very yeah. Like, I, I I've said in our review, I really don't like that boy's acting on that. Yeah. So like with this. And like what I would love to see is like them trying to expand their martial arts mm. and then they get caught up with Shredder and they get better at martial arts. But then they're they, you know, unknowingly join the foot. Mm. So and so like if they keep the teenage aspect of it and they unknowingly join the foot it's just like. You know, that could be a really uh, cool movie. And then, like, one turtle doesn't want to go, Leonardo yeah. or, or or whoever. So, like, because there's so, like I said, so many iterations of the turtle. And, like, if you read some of the comics, like, there are some really, really dope, gritty shit that, like, if you bring in the, um, the aspects of these guys are also very innocent yeah. and, uh, you know, kind of clean slate mm. where they can be taken advantage of. Yep. I think like, like there's, so, there's room, some really fucking cool stuff, Absolutely. really cool shit. Yeah. And it's also like, um, there's like a lot of opportunity to continue building the characters. Like in this movie, it's Mondo Gecko played by Paul Rudd who skateboards and not Michelangelo mm-hmm. yet. But at the end he's teaching Michelangelo how to skateboard. So it's like all yeah. oh, these little things, you know what I mean? They've like haven't the, the characters aren't fully developed into the iterations we know of them because mm-hmm. they're still growing, right? And so like there's a lot of potential there. Um and I think like I think there's a lot of, I think it is it could be really heartbreaking if like the mutants do turn against them, right? Because all yeah. these mutants that we see in the movie are villains in the past, right? And so Yep. You know, how's that work? Because then you have to fight all these mutants and Shredder, like that's an ass whooping. You yeah, know what I mean, um, well, also, it then is, no, I, I think it's also cool because like there is no splinter and Shred- and shredder uh, connection. Mm. So like they're not going to see shredder coming. Yeah. So like, yeah, so like that and that's so that's what I think is like, oh, shredder's going to teach everybody martial arts because maybe splinter is busy being in love with the with the vomiting thing. Yeah. Um, and and, um, and and then uh Oh, you, you know, was that? What if you did like um, a Terry Silver kind of thing? To your point about teaching, like, what if Shredder goes into the school, human, like without the costume, infiltrates it, and he's he like turns the turtles against each other or some shit? That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, that'd be cool. That'd be cool. Yeah, but but that and that's that that was a a comic thing that's called City Fall. Okay. Where fucking uh, Shredder and like has this like psychedelic kind of chick who basically uh, they uh, they get they capture Leonardo and then they fucking infiltrate his brain and they basically uh, turn him into a villain. And then Leonardo becomes the Shredder's right hand man. And then the turtles basically have to go uh, free Leonardo and then break him out of this uh, uh, psychic hold. And then they actually do that. And then they leave New York and they go to April's farm and that's, they're re- trying to rehabilitate him uh-huh. and get his mind right because his mind is fucking scrambled. But when that happened, Shredder and Leonardo took over the entire city. Damn. Yeah. They took over like the foot just took over the entire city. So then like they literally had the fuck like, it, it, cause Leonardo became fucking a monster. Yeah, and like, also, uh, you know, in the 90s, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2 didn't have weapons because that was thought to be too violent. 
kudos on showing Leo fighting with his swords and not slitting anybody's throat. Like, you know what I mean? Like, even could, though he was, he definitely <laughs> could have killed some people. Um, yeah, you know what I mean? They were fighting with their weapons, but they weren't, I mean, they were knocking people's teeth out and shit, but they weren't killing anybody. Yo, when Raf, when that dude runs to the door and he turns around and Raphael's flying through the air with a <laughs> flying elbow and a smile on his face, oh, oh, yeah. that was fucking hilarious. I mean, that was like a in April O'Neil's notebook. She wrote down, I don't know if you saw it, it's real quick, but it was like, how long, uh, how many people has the red one stabbed? Just <laughs> 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 like Raphael's fucking crazy. Um, yeah, I just love like, you know, because she's still a teenager and she's like, you like learning the ropes and stuff like that. There's, there's just a lot of wiggle room, especially with it being animated and them actually being teenagers that you can go in a yeah. bunch of different directions. Now, um, we talked about this in a previous episode of a po- of the podcast that we recorded earlier today about like some of the hate that the April uh, characterization has gotten, given that she's yeah. a black a woman that is a little chubby and like has some acne and stuff like that. And people online are like, not my April O'Neil. My April O'Neil was hot and redhead and like blah, blah, blah. It's like, nigga, she's a teenager. Like you being creepy now. Yeah. But also it's a cartoon character. Yeah. The fuck does it matter? What do you care? Yeah. Like maybe not every female character in a cartoon needs to be sexualized. Mm Mm-hmm. Maybe we don't necessarily need kids fucking looking at Jessica Rabbit, and then they start realizing, oh yeah, tits are for 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 milking, if you know what I mean. <laughs> like like we don't fucking need that. <laughs> yeah. We, like you know you know kids grow up uh, fast enough already. Like you know give them an opportunity to be kids uh, for a while. Like yeah, this isn't the April Neil like we grew up in, but we also grew up in a really weird fucking world where like you know everything had undertones of fucking sex and just like wild shit and it's like yeah so yeah this is for kids but also for so for adults to jack off to you know in the you know like it's just like like come on yeah i loved when leonardo was like hyping them up after they got molly walked by superfly I forgot yeah. which one of them was like, stop Molly whopping me because Superflash is fucking them up. Um, <laughs> I mean, because it was like, hey, we know you guys should hang out with us. You should be part of our crew. And he's like, we're going to kill all the humans and turn them into mutants. And then they're, like, like, what? they're like, okay. And then April's like, you guys are going to stop him, right? Right? <laughs> and then when they're like, they're like, hey, we know we're, we're maybe going to do something different. And then he like, you know, Superfly flips on them. And then yeah. he starts fucking them up. I was like, yo, when they uh, when Leo was trying to hype him up, like, like Michelangelo, you got you're great at improvising, and Donatello, you're so smart, and Raphael, just go loud, and then like Raphael's like, man, you finally sound like a leader. He's like, oh my god, oh my. So <laughs> <laughs> like, you ruined it. You ruined it, bro. You're not cool. It's like, and there you're right. You're you're, they, you're back. They had like the weapons from like the 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 tech company that like demutinizes. Uh, yeah whatever you shoot it at. And so when they shot, when Superfly becomes the big monster, because the, the ooze thing falls into the water after he yeah. seemingly drowns. And then they were like, uh, what happens if that gets into the water system? And he becomes this big thing that they posited that they, New York drowned horses and shit, right? That they no, horse no, 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 he, he, um, uh, when he, because uh, I thought he was he getting everything from the, the ocean floor. Oh, it was no, the zoo. he goes Got through it. the zoo. He goes through the zoo. And like that, and then like everything is just sticking to him. But you also got to realize because he fell, <laughs> because he fell into the like, well, the the Hudson, the East River, it doesn't yeah. matter whichever one you fall into. He now he's like covered thing and shit. Yeah, he he's he's covered in whatever is in the you have the mutagen and just like the fucking the water, yep. you know, whatever crazy shits in there. So like, yeah, he's all over the place. And then he's like, I'm super duper fly. And then, because yeah. Tati and I were like, uh, when we saw the Alamo Draft House, they played the Missy Elliott music video, Super mm. Duper Fly, and we were like, huh, I wonder what that's going to come into play. And that's what happened. Yeah. I was like, oh, got it. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, and they're like, you got to put it into the hole. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, basically the spot on the back of his neck, because yeah. he had a blowhole. Yep. Basically. Yeah, and that's, it. Get, like, this movie was kind of gross in parts, you know, especially with, like, the the love interest mutant that... Splinter ends up getting with, which I was like, oh, sure. That was so gross. Um, what the one you can't understand what her uh, what her words are and stuff? Yeah, I Just forgot. It was called shit. a scumbug. Yeah. 
yeah, I, I don't know what was going on with that. It's a it's a, mo- a mutant cockroach. So I guess it's like you, you the New York City fucking super vermin. Yeah, exactly. And Superfly isn't dead. He's just back into his original fly form. Yeah. So there is a possibility for Superfly to come back as well. Yeah. And I can easily see Superfly getting out, and that's what he gets the mutants back. It's like y'all just like living down the sewer with these niggas. Like, come on. We can rule the mm-hmm. earth. I told you we could be kings. Actually, There's a lot of I, things they could do. I think what they may do is, is that we're going to start seeing like the humans. I, I think that we will get a Baxter Stockman-esque uh, character where like TCRI are trying to get humans that are mixed with the... Mm, with the uh, with the ooze and and an animal like the the cross between the two because then they're easier to control so they have human sensibilities yeah like a doctor island of dr moreau kind of thing yes 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 that movie is fucking creepy um okay yeah i mean this movie this movie is under two hours it it really does a good job like telling a fun story that i think is multi-generational if you're a fan of the property or like even if you're just a little bit familiar with it um the music the soundtrack was banging also shout out to Trent Reznor and um Atticus Ross who did the score because I'm like man this score is kind of dope like who did this and then I saw their credits at the end I was like of course they did these guys are just like hey man we started working together as a social network let's just keep making really dope music for these movies doesn't matter yeah. what medium it is. You know what I mean? It's like, it's very impressive because I was like, this is a, especially like, you know, at the beginning, like when like the turtles are going home and like, it's like melancholy, but also like kind of, you know, it's, but it's like retro and it's just, uh, I thought it was like, I was, this is making me feel some shit. Yeah. You know, especially like when you see that shot with Michelangelo looking out the city through the sewer and he's like, you know, he just got this sad look on his face with a little bit of a smile, like, like a hopeful smile and I'm like, Oh. Yeah, like, yeah. I mean, like the for a, for a turtles movie, it really had a lot of heart. Yes, yes. There's a real, there's a lot of heart in this, which is like again, which which just made it really fun. Yeah, because even when all the humans turn on them and call them monsters and stuff like that, Leo's still like, I think we should still be heroes. You know, like I think we we're doing this, we were doing this for the wrong reasons. We were trying to be popular, but yeah, I think we should still try to stop this thing. Yeah, because like if not, you know, this thing can just it will kill everybody. It's like and it's gonna be our fault. Exactly. Yeah, I did. I did laugh though when uh, the mutant dart hit uh, Superfly's leg and just the one horse comes out. Yeah, he's like, "You did all that for a little horsey." <laughs> like, like, oh, Ice Cube was just in the studio acting crazy. Yeah, he's like, he's like, "All right, Seth, I'm done with my sound uh, set. Now we're gonna do Joe Rogan and Tucker Carlson. I'll be back tomorrow. <laughs> I'm gonna sit in the car with Tucker Carlson and talk shit. And Joe, you know, at this point, they're probably just like, thank God we got that. To- <laughs> we we took that guy out of the rotation. So he claims that he got blackballed because he wouldn't take the COVID vaccine, right? Yeah, yeah. Which is that still like a guideline? Was that still a guideline before the strike that you had to be vaccinated? I don't know. Yeah, me neither. I'm like, is that still a thing? I, I imagine it probably is, but. Well, actually, technically, no, uh, because um, those guidelines for work, you know, places and everything like that, that's been lifted. So you don't have to uh, be vaxxed anymore. You don't have to, you know, mm. like you don't have to show your vaccination cards. You know, th- those apps is kind of non-existent any, uh, uh, now. Yeah. Uh, so technically, no. But at the same time, when all of this shit was happening, I believe it still was uh, when he started his shit. Well, yeah, yeah, because I mean. he's been already, he's been doing it for a while. It's just it's just starting to get louder now. Yeah, it's it's just so weird, like Ice Cube and like his career and where it's been ebbing and flow. It's just so weird. It's yeah. Very, very odd. Listen, listen, man. Uh, you know, listen. Everybody has a a different take on the vaccine yes, and yes. whatnot, and like, and and I think personally, I think it's okay because I think that people should, um, you know, be able to express different opinions on things, and it shouldn't yes. be a thing where it's like if somebody has a different opinion, we throw them into the darkness and whatever. 
But when you become like this loud beacon of just like just nastiness because of this one thing, it's like that's what I'm kind of just like, bro. I mean, maybe you need to start checking the energy that you're putting out there right now because like it, it turns into something else. And I feel like Ice Cube is kind of kind of turn is kind of turning in that direction with all of it. Well, I mean, no, he's turned into that well, direction. Yeah, he's gone Clarence Thomas on it because uh I actually listened to this podcast series called Slow Burn, where they talked about mm. Clarence Thomas and like his evolution towards mm. like the conservative movement and like how he became, you know, the way he is and stuff. And a lot of it was it's similar to the blackening, bro, with the Jermaine yeah. Powell character where like like people in my community aren't fucking with me. So I gotta go where I'm kind of accepted or at least where like people seem to give me attention and stuff like that. Yeah. And right now it seems like that's the conservative leaning mo- mo- movement that is yeah. like kind of welcome him with open arms. And he's like, all right, cool. Because it, it's just very, it was very uh, weird seeing him and Seth Rogen do impress for this before the yeah. strike. Cause I'm like, they're diametrically opposed, like in regards to political views at this point. But yeah. that doesn't mean that you can't like, Again, you can't like sit next to them and like do your job as like an actor to promote your work and stuff like that. But it just seems like Ice Cube has a lot of bitterness about it. From the clips yeah. I saw of Joe Rogan, he is not like he's he's very much like I'm going to try to take an axe to everything. Just from yeah. I didn't listen to the whole three hour thing he did with Joe Rogan just because I was like this is too much. But yeah, it, it doesn't sound like he. Uh, it, it very much sounds like he's not over it. Well, no, to me, it, it kind of comes off as just like is either he feels like he lost something because of uh, because of this, which yeah, he lost you know, money. is possible, you know, it, it is possible or, you know, or like, you know, yeah, he it, it, everything just comes off as like, I'm just really fucking angry. And he's just yeah. like, you know, fuck all of this shit. And, and like it, it, it sucks because like. You know, I imagine that there is because where when someone's upset like that, there is a veil of truth and there's a level of truth that there there's some there's some there's truth in their feelings and and, in the pain that you know that they're Mm -hmm. you know putting out there. Yeah. Because they 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 feel that way for a reason. But I I do feel like things he's probably he's probably hit that point where he's like, okay, I'm completely misguided and I don't give a fuck at this point. I you know, balls to the wall. And it's like, yeah, it's just, it's tough because, you know, he is, you know, somebody that, you know, you know, as a community, we respect and, you know, we still respect him, uh, but like, he's just, <sighs> yeah, I don't know. There's a point. And you don't want to see like, Ice Cube too angry because remember he says no Vaseline. So uh, <laughs> just, <laughs> he's got a song. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> um that was so crazy when he popped in the van. He's like, six in the morning, police at my door. I'm like, what? <laughs> like, yeah. I know it was in the trailer, but it was just like, that's so random. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, he was killing humans, though. That's like in the first, one of the first scenes where we see like adult Superfly, and he yeah. kills those humans that he was doing the, the deal with, like to get the equipment for his machine. I was like, oh, okay. So this is a real villain. Yeah. It's yeah, not yeah. No, he was, he was playing no games. Yeah. <laughs> he was like, we're going to kill all the humans. We cool with that, right, guys? And all the humans are like, um, do we have to? <laughs> Which, I mean, it would be. I, I mean, Splinter never had like a conversation about that philosophy, but like, given like his experience with humans, I would have been curious to know what, what Splinter's thought would have been on that plan. Because Splinter just goes to the lab to save his sons. Yeah. He doesn't really like care to stop Superfly until the kids are like, we got to stop this guy. Right. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I, I'm curious to know if Splinter would have been like, let him do it. Well, no, because because like the fact that April came to help. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. They give him the, he was just like, all right. So maybe not all the humans are bad. It's like you would have got milked if it wasn't for this human person. Yeah. <laughs> the, the milking thing is so He's weird. Like, did they milk you? But it pays off too. <laughs> yeah. He asked them, did they milk you? They're like, um. <laughs> 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 it's like, yeah, you got milk. You didn't listen to me and listen. You getting milked? <laughs> I did. I was uh, like, oh, like when um he when he's like, I know you guys have been sneaking up to the human world, so mm-hmm. I brought the human world to you. And like he tried oh, to do yeah. like a little New York party. I was like, and he had the Chris's. He had the cutouts out of the, the Chris's. He was like, <laughs> I was like, oh, he's trying. Look at this, it's Chris Pine. These are beautiful eyes. <laughs> 
you know, it's funny because as I was watching the movie, I'm just like, who the fuck's voice is that? It was like, Jackie whose Chan. voice? It was like, I was Jackie Chan. I'm like, oh my God, he sounds crazy. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's why it sounds so crazy. Yep. Uh, he's a. Uh... But also, why What's is. Uh... My nigga. <laughs> Imagine if you said is... the super fly. <laughs> why is Jackie Chan's voice, you know, so Chinese considering the fact is like he's a New York City rat? So I guess he's a New York City rat. Because he imported rat from China. Chinatown? Yeah, he imported from China, maybe, or something like that. No, I guess probably from Chinatown. Yeah, yeah, you know. It, yeah, so you know, it's okay. suspend belief, baby. It's an animated movie. Yeah, it, it was just it was just very weird. I was just like, whose voice? Like, why? Like, what's going on here? Yeah, but I mean, yeah, it was dope seeing them like like build up their skill set as ninjas, and then like again, like that that whole like we're going to attack these different like or- crime organizations. That just that scene was awesome. That's yeah, my favorite scene in the movie. Brandon, so. Imagine, imagine that you are part of the criminal underbelly, right? <laughs> yeah. You're doing all, so you're stealing shit, you're fucking people up, you're doing all the bad, vil- villainous shit. And all of a sudden, you hanging out in your villain, in your villain headquarters, door flies open, and you see fucking four fucking turtles standing there with fucking ninja weapons. I am losing my shit and putting my hands up and vowing to never do a bad thing ever in my life ever <laughs> yeah. again. That must be fucking terrifying. Well, I'm they, not fighting that. Well, the heads of the orgs already know about Superfly, right? Yeah. Or yes have they no. not met him? They're a lot of it seems like a lot of them haven't met him Got because it. anybody who's worse with him, he kills them. Yeah, true, true. Yeah. Um, but yeah, when they all kicking in the doors, <laughs> be like, yeah, that must be fucking terrifying. Like, wait, what? Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, bah, and then they just bowl through you. Oh like yeah, a, they were wrecking shot. Yeah, that was the thing too. They were like, they weren't killing people, but they were fucking people up like Batman. <laughs> like, you ain't gonna walk any times. <laughs> now, mind you, uh, I mean, well, also like the the cool thing about this movie is they they're also kind of scaling strength and power for the turtles mm-hmm. because. They're 15 years old and like literally I think it was Raphael just picks up a truck and turns it over Yeah, that van. And then, you know, I wish I I imagine is going to be like the turtle van or whatever, but like he picks up a, he picks up a fucking car and like a a van and like turns it over. Like, all right, we're going to send a drive this thing. So like, like it just feels like as they mature, they are going to be fucking strong and how like how monstrous, you know, they Dude, truly are. That's why he power drove the whole gang in the furniture store. Oh, yeah. He essentially didn't need the brothers for that to have one mission. <laughs> like, yeah, he was taking them all out. But uh, yeah, I mean, that's the one thing that was. is a bit confusing about the Michael Bay movies, which mm. was they were so big. Yeah, and bulletproof. And but it was just like they were so big and huge. It was like, well, there's no subtlety to how they move. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, I don't know. It was. I can see Raphael and them growing to be bigger. I'll be curious to see what their adult forms look like if mm. they change at all. Um, yeah, I mean, like Raphael has always been the bigger one. He's wider, so he's yeah, no, yeah. He's like, he's the massive guy. I love how scrawny Michelangelo was. He's like clearly yeah. the baby and stuff, but. Yeah, I mean, like I said, they, everyone had great moments in this. Uh, we did get some Patriot thoughts on Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Mutant Mayhem. The first up is from J.C. Cuts, who wrote, The best Turtles movie by miles. Spider-Verse pun unintended, but appropriate. Truly inspiring to see it artistically pushed the limits with its sketchbook look and having the Turtles voiced by actual kids. Wildly funny and genuinely had a lump in my throat at points. Didn't see that coming in this franchise. Easily my favorite April O'Neil, thanks to an incredibly satisfying uh, character arc origin story and A.O. Aberry's relatable nervy delivery. All respect to partners in Kyrie and Vanilla Ice from my youth, but I'm incredibly jealous of the kids getting an A-plus score from T- Trent and Atticus and all the a, uh, Ace 90s Neo drops in the Turtles movie. The No Dignity sequence is transcendent. Just like Batman Begins and Into the Spider-Verse translated decent box office returns into massive second films, I have a feeling that the already greenlit sequel is going to be a mega hit. I agree with that. I think if this is where yeah. they started, 
there's a lot of cool places they can go with the second one. Also, shout out to the Go Ninja Go uh, song that played when the, I think Donatello was going through the car trying to get away from the biker gang dude. Mm. I was like, they got me. Like, they fucking got me, man. <laughs> I was like, because you know what I mean? It was like, young kids aren't going to get that, but like me, I'm like, that's my childhood. Yeah. That's my childhood. You know what I mean? Man, that's, that's you. I'm getting emotional now <laughs> thinking about that shit because I remember seeing that theater like the fucking vanilla ice and the dance. Yeah. And you're just like, as a kid, you're like, this is fun. And then as an adult, you're like, this is fucking crazy. Like, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Even though I do remember that being until until that uh, gangster scene, I think that the shredder at the dock scene was probably my favorite turtle spite in a movie. In Secret of the Ooze. Remember when he's super shredder? Yeah. And they had to fight him and he, like he's like, building up the dock or some shit like that? But you know that was a professional wrestler, Kevin Nash in that suit. Oh, really? Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Uh, other Patriot thoughts Mind you Hold on yeah, can, can I just put this down for you um, When t- When Secret of the Ooze Came out uh, I, I, I forgot what year that was But like you know Turtle right? Race Was it 92 I think so Secret So if that's 92 I was 8 years old 91 actually 91. Okay so Alright So that I was 7 It's probably when I was 8 Because it was already on VHS And because th- we had the movie mm-hmm. And like we We watched that shit Until it fucking burnt out Um <laughs> But like we had, you know, you remember the, you know, the Go Ninja, Go Ninja, the yeah. dance. Yeah. Oh, had that shit. I probably still know that fucking thing. <laughs> um, on top of that, like all of the fighting moves in the move, like when they were fighting inside the toy shop, yeah. stuff like that. We did all of that. We were going with the scene for scene. We were doing everything, like nice. every fucking thing. I remember it got it got bad once. We're at the the nightclub scene mm-hmm. where. The guy, you know, Donatello, you know, they're whooping ass. And, like, the uh, the guy catches Donatello's leg. And then Donatello kicks him with the other, with the, with the leg that, you know, with the opposite leg. And, yeah. You know, whatever, spins, kicks, whatever. My cousin <laughs> caught my leg and just instinctually, I just did it. it. And it was like, yes, I, I kicked the shit out of that kid. <laughs> and <laughs> he, he was crying. He was crying. But that was a different time. But He's go like, ahead. Um, <laughs> yeah, pretty much. John Stark wrote, this version of Turtles felt fresh. Heavy emphasis on the teenage part of the TMT, but it came across as fun and entertaining rather than annoying. Definitely will watch it again. Blue Jay wrote, I had a blast at this movie. The kids voicing the Turtles had great chemistry, and Ice Cube really steals the show for me. I really love the coming-of-age teen comedy feel, and the soundtrack for this movie is incredible. Aaron Hicks wrote, yep. the movie was dope. Interested how they'll do Shredder this time with uh, Rocksteady and Bebop being kind of the good guys this time. I mean, dude, if they wanted to, they showed Ferris Bueller at the beginning, like, you know, the beginning, they could do an old throwback to the 80s, like kind of romantic comedy shit, just with Turtles. Yeah. They really could. Because, again, we don't know how old Shredder is in this. Imagine Shredder's like an 18-year-old. That would be wild. And he, I'm just saying, you could do a lot of fun things with the sequel, especially since it's animated and they're actual kids. Now, I don't know what that means for voice acting, because some of these niggas are going to be, like, in their 20s by the time they get to the second one. But, yeah. I mean, Shamik Moore is, like, mid-20s, and he's playing Miles. So, like, I don't think that that matters. Yeah. But you do have the squeakiness of, like, Michelangelo and Donatello. So, how, yeah. do, you, how do you continue that? Or they could just be going through puberty, you know? Whatever. Yeah. Um, I think Leonardo's already going through puberty. <laughs> Uh, and Kevin Eastman, the the creator of the Turtles, uh, appears as a human who aids Splinter in the climax. So yeah, a little sure. cameo in this. Oh, the guy who picks them up off the ground. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so that's uh that's our Patriot thoughts for Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. And remember, folks, if you sign up for Patreon at patreon.com slash media popcorn, you're guaranteed to have your thoughts and reviews of those movies shared on the episode. So Justin, how can people follow you as well support the show? Oh wait, we got to do our ratings. Yeah, I was like, what the Break fuck? Break down our rating doing? system, baby. Stop calling me baby. So, guys, we rate movies, bags of popcorn, small, medium, large, and the XL40 exceptional. If a film doesn't deserve any popcorn, we throw it into the dog shit pile. We pile piles oh, and piles shit. of dog shit on top of it. So, Brandon, we sat down, we watched the 2023 film, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Mutant Mayhem. And this guy is starring voice actors, uh, Micaiah Abbey, uh, Shimon Brown Jr., Hannibal Buress, Rose Bryan, um, Nicholas Cantu, John Cena, Jackie Chan, Ice Cube, 
uh, Post Malone, Seth Rogen, Maya Rudolph, Paul Rudd, uh, Juan Carlos Esposito. Uh, there's a lot of people in this yeah. film. But what say you, sir? Yeah, this goes to Excel. This uh, right behind Across the Spider-Verse, my second favorite animated movie of the year. Um, and it's definitely my top five of the year. This is like, this is a lot of fun. And again, I was smiling ear to ear when I wasn't getting a little bit emotional, which surprised the fuck out of me. Because yeah. I've, I've always loved the turtle movies and I've always been able to find like a silver lining in each one of the movies, even the ones I didn't like. This yeah. one, I, I loved everything. There's some things I would maybe would have done differently, but at the end of the day, I'm like, no, because they still have to appeal to the younger kids and you have to have a good balance. And I was like, I was happy with it. I was very, very happy with it. Yeah. What about you, Justin? Man, I'm giving this a triple XL. Whoa. I don't, bro. Bang, 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 bang. I mean, um, just not only just the fact that, like, I love uh, this property and it's been like, you know, a huge, just like, listen, I see a new Ninja Turtles fucking uh, thing pop up on Netflix or whatever. I watch him. I want to just check it out and see what's going on with him because, like, the Turtles was like the first thing that I was a part of as a kid. Yeah. But then also the you know the full circleness of that to actually share that that first movie experience with my son yeah. it was just just us and it was like just, you know we're gonna do it together and he's just like four Even years you old to like and, coerce someone to do it You're like yeah a, you had to jedi trick him a little bit um it, it was um it it was just like you know I beyond and even beyond that I just felt the movie was uh, great. It gave me everything that I wanted and more yeah. and, and, and things that I didn't even know that I wanted or needed out of these characters. I think that this is like, literally, if you're a fan of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, this is almost a perfect movie. Mm-hmm. It's almost a perfect fucking yeah. movie. Um, and like this, if I, was a, if I was a little kid back in 1990 when the first movie came out when i remember seeing like i remember watching that in theaters and seeing this turtles you know the real turtles huge on the big screen for the first time and fucking flipping out um like this uh for that kid that way i would have that same effect it would have that same effect on me uh but like yeah this is everything as a fan i could want and i could want for my son uh, to be able to have for something that i love so much that's beautiful man that's beautiful and folks uh let justin know that how beautiful that was shut up uh, you folks can follow me at frodo underscore blackens on threads and instagram um Check out FrodoBlackens.com for show dates, all that good stuff. You can follow the show at Medium P Podcast on all social media platforms. Uh, be sure to go to YouTube.com slash Medium Popcorn. Push that subscribe button so you get alerted about all future episodes that we got coming up. And uh, leave us a voicemail at 347-508-0978. But Justin, if you want to follow you on the social media platforms as well as support the show financially, what can they do, my brother? Guys, you can follow me at uh, Jay Brown did it on the socials, but you can follow this show in the best place that we need you to follow it at is on Patreon, yeah. patreon.com slash medium popcorn. Right. We have $2, $5, $10 and $15 packages mm-hmm. as Patreon is where you need to be because not only do you get bonus episodes, you're going to get our entire backlogs. You're going to get uh, the rant. What am I watching? Tati's take. So there's a lot of mini stuff happening on there yep. and just a lot of, you know, fun conversations and everything on our, message board so again that is patreon.com slash medium popcorn and please if you love the ninja turtles as much as i do if it makes you happy on the inside and out you need to leave us a voicemail 347-508-0978 and also just continue to support this movie because like for me this is just such an awesome film and like it was the budget was 70 million dollars box office pulled 60 million i think we could do better than that guys it's, it's getting it's it's making some money i i don't yeah. think it's going to be a huge hit but i think it no. will i think it will hopefully obviously make back its budget and a little bit some to justify the project i mean the sequel's already greenlit but you know yeah. the strike and everything things could change so yeah. i agree please go see this movie support it um and take your family like it's it's a lot of fun um yes it's boy centric but my wife enjoyed it like and there's a lot of females in the audience, and they also enjoy it as well. Yeah. All right. Well, that's uh, our episode, y'all. Uh, stick it up. Put it down. Everybody get around. We'll talk to y'all soon. Peace. Peace.